listening to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Gross Brewer. It's a pretty long intro. I'm just John. You're John Brewer, my darling husband. And we are here today with something very exciting. Oh, yeah? What's so exciting? Part three of the stand called The Betrayal. Yeah, I have a feeling somebody's going to betray somebody. And I have an, an inkling of who it's going to be. I think it's going to be motherfucking Harold. He's your favorite person. Oh, ever. what a great character. And I got to tell you, in the book, he gets worse somehow. He gets even worse than the leather jacket from the last episode, the bedazzled leather jacket. Somehow, the book, it's even worse because it's Stephen King getting in your ear holes. And in your mind, making you really see that person's perspective. Yeah. Though I do think it's funny because in the book, he's like, because Stephen King's obsessed with the idea that candy bars is what makes you fat. And so Harold has stopped eating candy bars and therefore he's losing weight. But my thinking is if you walked across the country, it doesn't matter how many paydays you're eating along the way. I don't think you'd be able to eat enough paydays to to make up for those calories, but whatever. Um, So... Harold is probably going to betray them. I think, and no Nadine-ness. It's pretty clear that she's going to make sweet, sweet love. Or maybe she betrays the bad guy. Maybe. To help everybody else. I don't know. It's unclear. And there's always the potential that the miniseries might be a tad different than the book. There is a potential for that, yes. But before we get going with the stand, we, this is a kind of shorter episode, I think. Yeah, maybe we, a little bit. We pushed it super close. Yes. Our plan was to go to this hotel. We had an adults weekend. It was awesome. And we were going to go to this hotel and we were going to spend Saturday. We were going to record a bunch of stuff and have a good time together. But what we did instead was we had a great time. We fished. I, I mean, I read the stand and you fished. Yeah. Did How many fish did you catch, bud? I didn't catch any. Well, we only spent like 35 minutes there fishing. I think it was about an hour. Might have been. Yeah, somewhere in there. But It was enough of fucking... It felt like when you're reading about Harold... It feels like, like eternity. Yeah. But there's nothing against Stephen King. He did but a very good job with this monster. Going fishing and not catching any fish is still really nice. Yeah, it was a good time too, huh? Yeah. Um, and so, so we did that. Uh, we had some very good food at the um, Parkview at the Parkview Lodge and Grill. So very nice people that worked there, and uh, we had very good food. Uh, and man, those burgers were fantastic. Burgers both days. They're awesome. Yeah, very good. Yeah, they're very good. And so um, I really like that place. So we went to Twin Lakes, Michigan, and that's where we went fishing. Or I went reading and you went fishing. Yeah, very small town. And so I took a nap, and we did not record this. No. And then we ate more and had more fun. And then we watched a very wonderful film that we decided not to do a pod, do a pod on <laughs> would no. you like to share with the people what your uh, what movie we watched this weekend it's a cinema classic known it, as mcgruber mcgruber <laughs> man it was so good yeah well we met people who hadn't seen it well i think i was the only one who had seen it you know the thing is is one of those things on snl that kind of hurts my brain because in the in the episodes of SNL, MacGruber is on. He blows up every single time, mm-hmm. and there, but it's an ongoing conversation that's continually happening as if they didn't blow up. 
but the same so but there's a continuity there that I found really frustrating. Yeah, like when he met his father and while well, he met his son and Yeah, and everyone keeps blowing up and and they still have conversations. So yeah, the movie though is just beautiful and fun. I would have again 2010 Trish was kind of a bitch. So I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. I might have if I had gone with you. But yeah. I had a grand old time. It's a very underrated movie. It's so good. I can't believe it came out a year before Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, sounds right. And now it's yeah. going to be a TV series. Oh, yeah. So. Same actors? Yeah. Nice. Will Forte and Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig? Kristen yep. Wiig? Yes. That's awesome. So we watched MacGruber, which was fantastic, and then we did other things, and now it's Monday at 7.14 p.m., <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get going, probably. But first, okay, so it's part three of the betrayal. Part one, we had the plague. Yep. And in the plague, everybody dies, except for a certain percentage of the people that have survived. We've got our perfect, well, not perfect, Stu is great. we got a perfect Molly Ringwald. Perfect Rob Lowe. We have a perfect Rob Lowe who's playing Nick Andros, the, uh, he's, who is uh, deaf and mute. Uh, we have not-so-perfect Nadine Cross, who is the lover of the demon. We have the not-so-perfect uh, uh, Larry Underwood. Yes. But he's, you know, doing better. Doing and better. We got the all-star team of uh, Trash Can Man. We got Trash Can Man, and we got uh, lots of bad boys. And Lloyd. And Lloyd. Uh, that are that are off there in in Las Vegas, trying to get ready to do some kill. And man, I gotta tell you, the, some of the stuff I'm reading about in the book made, makes me really nervous for our people that are there to make a stand. And we have Harold. Fucking Harold, man, we do. Unfortunately, the um, star of the show. The full <laughs> star of my punching fists. Wow. What? That's a little rough. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but I think Harold needs to. Stop somehow. We need. We have to stop him. But I think what we should start to do is play this. Sh- oh wait. So that was. So episode one was the plague. Yes. Episode two was the dreams, and yep. everyone who has had dreams for the dark man that like the dark man have gone to uh, Nev- uh, Las Vegas, and everyone has had dreams of Mother Abigail has gone to see Mother Abigail either in Nebraska or they've all gone to Boulder, Colorado, to make. The Stand? The Stand. Now, that's part four is named The Stand, but this is part three, The Betrayal. So, let's get going, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm trying to be calm, (laughs) but he's still got that motherfucking jacket, and he's got snakeskin boots now. Yeah. I was. He's dressed to the nines. I was just thinking how perfect Molly Ringwald looked, and she was wearing an outfit that was both fashionable, but also I could see driving in it a lot. Now she's wearing a skirt, but that's not impractical. I wear skirts all the time, and I'm active, you know. And yeah. so, like she, so she's dressed pretty in in stuff that is good to wear. Very nice clothes. She's got some great yellow leather gloves on, and the thing is, I was thinking in my mind how. It really must be fun for the costume designers on a show like this because you can have them dressed in anything because they can go into any store. So everybody can just dress exactly how they want to dress. And I was thinking that when we cut to fucking Harold and his terrible jacket and snickskin boots now, 
He's holding on to a stick trying to cut it with his foot up. Yeah, he's not doing a very good job. Oh, he's the he's worst. He's sawed wood before. But they... Uh, he, they've been on the road for a while. Yeah. And the thing is, Harold is supposed to be really good at a lot of things. He's supposed to be really smart. He's also a, just a nightmare. But I do notice I don't see any zits. Oh, his face is cleared up. It has, and he has very slicked back hair. Yeah, he's going... It is... It's going all out. Extremely slicked back. Uh, we have just had a death. It reminds me of the the show we just watched about the guy who used to be a piece of shit. Remember? <laughs> <Slicked back hair. laughs> Why don't you give a plug to that show? Oh, that's um. I think you should leave. I think episode. that's pretty good. It's a great show. Very slicked back hair. So <laughs> it's like want some sloppy steaks, John? No, no slop. I bet you, Harold. Would eat a sloppy steak. I bet he would eat a sloppy steak. So you definitely have to tag that one in there. So any in any case, though, Harold's the worst. We want him to die a horrible death, preferably eaten by zombies. But I know there's not zombies in here. Maybe there's vampires or something. Is there a Salem's Lot crossover where they just rip his head off? Nope, just Randall Flag. Just Randall Flag. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much what I, all I wanted to get. Oh, so we did have a first death. Yeah. And in the first death, uh, it shows that what we talked about last time, the secondary deaths. So this person had a burst appendix. He's a member of the group. The group has gotten bigger since the last episode. Because as they cross the country, they pick up more people. And they've picked up a couple. Just like every couple in the new in this new world, they're a brand new couple, but they still love each other very much. Uh, and poor Stu is trying to do surgery on him. Yeah. And, but he died. And Harold's even being more unhelpful by holding the light too far away. We need more light. And Harold's like, it's already up the highest it can go. But he's like four steps away. And as soon as that guy died, Harold just freaking bolts because he's a little baby bitch. Yeah, really earning that explicit tag with Harold. I know, but you know what? I think we deserve it because we've had some pretty chill ones. But yeah. this is probably the worst evil monster we've ever seen on a show. And he's not even the evil monster. We on the watched show. all the Saw movies. We watched like <laughs> Halloween. Uh, we've watched uh, Friday the Thirteenth. We've watched Freddy Krueger. You know, I've seen other things that are so much worse, and yet this this shit well, takes the cake. I think Jason Voorhees would look at him and just shake his head and be like, "This guy is awful." You know what he would do? He'd he would make him. a wallet out of him. Just fold him right up. He's got the leather on there, a too. A prison wallet? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Welcome back to Harold Talk. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, even Harold cannot unsexy that scene. <laughs> Holy fuck. I know there's a lot of F-bombs, but like that was one of the sexiest first kisses I've uh, seen it in cinema. I don't know. I thought Gary Sinise looked way too confused. Sometimes people look confused, but honestly, like, like Gary Sinise and Molly Ringwald finally having a kiss because she finally was honest with him about being pregnant, and and that's what brings them both that, over the edge. That's what turns him on. <laughs> I like pregnant ladies. He likes honesty, and then it's like, oh, we gotta, like, like you know, he loves her for who she is. They, she does. He doesn't care. There's a baby. He's happy. There's a baby. And then they make out, and it's like super sexy making out. And then shithead Harold is seeing it in the background. Takes off his glasses to look at it closer. Not how glasses work. And now he's like trying to fix a a motorcycle 
with like a giant wrench and a screwdriver and no glasses yeah. on. So that's it's probably going well. Channel lock, so he's putting a screwdriver in the. It's like lock. he's trying to be super manly, but he's not. And he's not. And the thing is, Stu is wearing clothes that you can really tell he probably would have worn in in his real life. He just picked up, you know, this shirt, this pants, whatever these things fit. And their work clothes kind of were, they're going to be fine if they get dirty or whatever. This guy is like dressed in what he thinks cool, strong men dress like. Except for the calculator watch. Except for the calculator watch. Because he's still a freaking nerd, but not a good kind of nerd. The bad kind of nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the fucking Herald show. Okay, so back to the Herald show. Um, Harold has just found out he's been an, it's been announced to him that Franny and Sue are a couple, and he's smiling, but he's smiling kind of creepy. He does everything creepy. He does everything so creepy, and then he's like, "It's everything's perfectly under control." And then he opens his hand; and his hands are full of blood from his like yeah. gr- gripping his hands and stuff. He's like, "I love you, and we can still all be friends. We can still all be friends, and I'm definitely not insane." <laughs> Uh, so in the book, l- later on when they're in Boulder, and I'm sure there's something like this going to come up. Excuse me. In the book, when they're in Boulder later on, he has this like ongoing sequence where he practices smiling in the mirror because <laughs> yeah. he's fucking crazy. And also, you mean normal people don't do that? I mean, I do too. I mean, no, what? What? I was just kidding. You ever make out with yourself in the mirror? You're like, well, I gotta learn how to French. No. Yeah, me neither. Jesus Christ. I don't do that currently. Anyway, so let's keep going. <laughs> Nadine's back and she's crazy as ever. That might be even more crazy. Yeah, and we got to see Stephen King. Yep. He always did uh, cameos in his movies. Oh, yeah. I liked his cameo in the most recent It. I don't even remember what his cameo was in that. He was the bicycle salesman. I don't remember. I'd have to rewatch it. Was it in part one and two or just... I don't know if he was in part two, but he did sell the bicycle to the older guy in part two. Oh, I don't remember why I don't remember that. I don't know. Maybe he blends into the scenery. Maybe. Of creepy old bicycle shops. Yeah, so Nadine has just arrived in Boulder. Everyone's in Boulder now. All the cool people. It's great. Um, when uh, Harold was, when everyone was meeting Mother Abigail, Harold, of course, bitched off. Nadine, batshit insane, shows up with Stephen King and a bunch of other people. And, you know, she's got the devil speaking in her ear, saying, go to her. And she's like, Mother Abigail, don't you look tired? <laughs> yeah, Mother Abigail knows she doesn't belong there. Yep. Pretty much, pretty much. And uh, we got to have a big meeting. I'm a little worried. I haven't gotten to this part in the book, but I'm a little worried that somehow Harold is going to get control of this town and kill everybody. But we'll see. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't let every, everything go badly, but I'm not sure. I don't think Harold could successfully do anything. That's true. Like, how could he get enough people to support him? Because everyone that meets him, like Larry Underwood needs him. And he was actually super excited to meet Harold in the in the book. And the first meeting, he was just, like, super duper creeped out. Yeah. Like, he could tell that something was very wrong here, and he wished he had not been inside of this room. He's the only guy in the entire town that has closed shutters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. 
John. What? Mother Abigail done are you in an OFT? Done what? Run off. Oh. She's gone because God and also Nadine West was a bitch. Nadine Cross was mean yeah. to her. Um, but she got to go figure out what to do. Yeah. They've had a big meeting. They did. And they voted on the committee and Harold was not on it. But he played a pretty bold move of, uh, of, of supporting the committee overtly. Well, I'm wondering if he wanted them as a whole in hopes that they would fight. Yeah. Because so many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cooks. It's too many cooks. So I'm also wondering if he was doing it because he wanted to be like seen more, get some power. But now Nick Andros is talking about sending spies out west. Nick Andros isn't talking about anything. Okay. Nick Andros is writing... <laughs> Perfect Rob Lowe, who is currently on the screen, pause, eyes closed, beautiful smile on his face. Mm. Um, Perfect Rob Lowe wants everyone, some people to go out west and spy on Randall Flagg, which I think is a good way to get murdered. Yeah, but spying is part of every conflict forever. I guess so, because they certainly do have some Randall Flagg spies. But wouldn't, like, a magic man be able to tell that you were a bad guy? You would think so. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Nadine wants to get it with Larry. Of course. She wants to ruin his happy home. He, she literally said that's why she's there. I'm here to ruin your happy home. And he's like, okay, let's talk for a little bit. <laughs> and she's like, make love to me. And I can stay. It's like, I feel like... It's still cheating if you make love to someone and, like, they say no at the last minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Definitely. Did you know that there's a beautiful kitten that's on this bed that's just passed out? Yeah. And she's I, very cute. Her. She's not walking around. She's not. She's just not purring. She's not making a lot of sounds. But it's little Lola. And she's precious. <laughs> little that's angel. It. Okay. All right, Larry. I mean, John. What? <laughs> hey john yes nadine is crazier than a shithouse rat yeah and now her house is covered in blood with the words harold lager and she's got to go to him according to randall flag but don't forget who she belongs to so she's not allowed to like lose herself and try to bone harold Harold's going to try to bone her the second she shows any interest in him. Yep, it's going to be pretty hard for her to say no to his advances. <laughs> I don't think so. His sexy, slicked back. Uh, piece <laughs> of shit, girl. <laughs> Sloppy steak, Harold. So now we've got some people eating burgers. Yes. And you had some thoughts about the burger production and how they were using the burgers and everything. So. Well, first to use tongs to flip a burger like a crazy person well, instead of a spatula. It is the apocalypse. But what I did notice is that they're using bread instead of buns, mm -hmm. which I thought was a nice little touch because who the fuck would be baking hamburger buns yes. in the middle of an apocalypse, and but you would be making bread. Yes. Bread would be easy enough to come by if you still have all the stores from the grocery stores. I don't know how many grocery stores were in Boulder in, you know, 1994, but... It would all be moldy by then. Yes. No, I mean, like, for grains and things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be yeah. able to find bread flour and yeah. non-perishables. Yeah. But I thought that was a nice touch, because yeah. I don't think anybody would really notice if they used hamburger buns. No, no. 
but then I saw you saying bread for a buns and it stuck out. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it's all coming together. It's it's almost like they knew what they were doing here. The ladies have some pretty cool dresses on all the time because they can. They're free. They're all free. It's wonderful. Um, Harold has switched to a slick suit, so he definitely. I'm waiting for that white. Turtleneck. Well, that turquoise bolo tie. Is oh, oh boy, turquoise bolo tie. All right, let's go. <laughs> I don't think I can describe how much I hate what just happened. Yep. They're sending spies out west. They're sending a, the judge and a lady that's his friend. And they're sending precious Tom. Yeah, well, he's the one who would probably be most likely to survive if he's caught. Because he's Because he has an excuse, yeah. a legitimate sounding excuse. And the, they made him have the excuse. They, they've, uh, they've hypnotized him, so he has it in there. And the excuse is he had to leave because they're afraid he would have sex with someone and make feeble-minded babies. Yeah, which is a, would be a legitimate concern in the apocalypse, I guess. I guess, and it's so sad. It is. Poor Tom. But I think it's what Tom would want to do. I think so, too. This is God's Tom that was talking. Yep. Not Nick's Tom. A little smarter than Nick's Tom. Yes, yes. Hypnotized Tom is a little bit smarter. Yeah, he spelled moon correctly. <laughs> yeah, M O O N O O N O O O N. Oh, you having problems? Okay, with that? let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> what did you didn't want to see that? Did you? What did we just? Want? Would you explain it? Because I don't want to throw up. It was awkward. It was awful. Yeah. Nadine and fucking Harold of the slick back hair yeah. have hooked up. Kind not of. Not really. So. You can't enter the holy of holies. This is the craziest thing. She's got to save her vagina for a Randall flag. And I think this is one of the problems of like, especially in the 90s, the con- conception of what your virginity is. Because she can do, she can do everything else. Mm-hmm. Except have her vagina penetrated, but isn't Randall Flag supposed to want her because she's a virgin? What's so special about that one hole when every other hole has been filled by Harold? Because the hymen's still intact. Honestly, by Maybe. your mid thirties, it probably wouldn't be. No. And also, it's not really even a thing that is. I don't know. <sighs> it's connotation. I don't know. Connotation. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's gross, but you were complimenting the actor. Yeah, because he looked awkward. Because I'm sure Corin Nemec was a... He'd been with a lady by this point in his life. He's not Harold in real life. Yeah, he's probably a nice guy. So he knows how to kiss a woman. But I gotta say, I think it probably would have been really hard to date him when he was filming this. Uh, If he brought his work home, for sure. (laughs) Like, if he came back, his hair was just a little bit too slicked back. That's like the Jim Carrey thing where he just lives in character while he's filming. Oh, can you imagine if that was his character he lived in? Uh, oh. Or or Laura San Giacomo. Oh, man. She's so good. Creepy as hell. Yeah. 
yeah, she's unnerving. Now, you were asking the question of what she been in since this movie, this thing. Yeah, because I had seen, remember seeing her a lot in TV and movies in the 90s. Mm-hmm. She was in a lot of big hits. Oh, yeah. And then I was just like, I hadn't seen her, but that's because I don't watch NCIS. And apparently she's been on since 2003, so good for her. Yeah, like you're I mean, turning this shit around. She's a great, I mean, she's a great actress. I don't think she ever had anything to turn around. She's just kind of been yeah, but, consistently doing a lot of stuff. But she's in Just Shoot Me for, I guess just for one year, I guess that show yeah. lasted, but it was a good show. Yeah. Then she's in Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Yeah. Pretty Woman. Yeah. Under Suspicion. Yeah. The Stand. Yep. I mean, that's a pretty damn good run yeah. for a matter of, like, what, three years? Four yeah, years? Yeah, she was in an late 80s, or, well, really the 90s was her, like, big thing for yeah. movies and stuff. But, I mean, if she's been in, since 2003, she's been in NCIS. I think it's probably taken up most Oof. of her time. And she was in Stuart Saves His Family. Now that is a, that is a shitty movie. <laughs> I thought we weren't trying to be yum yuckers anymore. Oh, sorry, but come on. It's, it's I've seen it. It is. I love the character. Gosh Stuart darn Smiley. it, people like me. Ugh, but that movie was bad. Yep, pretty bad. That was one of the ones that was hard to go from an SNL skit to an, a full-length movie. An S and M skit. SNL. S and M. No. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> They kicked Tom out. They didn't kick him out. They made him leave. He's going to get killed. What makes you think that? I don't know. Tom's a good guy. Tom is a really good guy. And it's just very sad. So Nadine has seduced Harold. (laughs) Which didn't take a whole lot. It did not. I can do stuff. She made him drink beer. (laughs) She made him drink wine that looked like blood. Um, and she's trying to get him to go out west, and I'm like, I feel like she could have convinced him to go out west without giving him a hand job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you want to just do that little extra effort. Harold likes to take off all of his clothes except for his socks. He has his tube socks that go up to his knee. Oh. It's like he makes the right choices to make himself look like a dick. I know. It's like he's found it in a book or something to figure it out. The house that he has is so flipping ostentatious and ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's this huge mansion that's, like, weird inside. It's got we- creepy leather chairs that look like they're made out of human skin. Yep, just for him. Just for old Harold's. And now we have a scary landscape. Um, okay, let's go. Oh, John. Harold is so gross. He's so You made a sound that I've never heard you make before. And my reaction to Harold saying, Oh, Nadine, you look so tasty. So juicy. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, God. So many, like, gory horror movies. Oh, oh, God. Grossest thing I've seen in years. Uh, You know, let's have a quick grossest corner. Oh, that that tops it. Obviously, Harold made it last time, the last two times for me. But, like, his attitude before the toxic masculinity bullshit or piece of shitness that he was before was really gross. Him telling Nadine how juicy she is and her face in reaction to it, I gotta say, 
This actress, what's her name again? Laura San Sangiacomo. She really pulled the trying to smile and be sexy at the same time. She is fucking disgusted. Oh, she like, knows how gross that sounded. Oh, God. And now she's got to go down on him again. And it's like, it's so gross. She must really like Randall Flagg. She, but the, that's the crazy thing. Her... Virginity's supposed to go to Randall Flag, but now she's got to like, f- like seduce this this creep, who is now gonna blow up, try to blow up the committee meeting. Yep, not next week, but soon. Soon, soon. Ugh. Ugh. I've got to tell you, no two people deserve each other more than Harold and Nadine. And of course, he likes disco. He's listening to Disco playing around with Dynamite. She's trying to distract him or talk to him about something. And he's like, buzz off. I'm busy. Because, of course, that's exactly what he would have been like. Like, this is exactly what this type of guy is. Right? If they do get laid, they're still complete just cock nozzle. Okay. I don't know. There's not an expletive... That's explicit enough to describe what a douchebag this guy is. I think douchebag works pretty well. Yep, yep, yep. But at least he gets to be shown here as pretty competent in something. Like, he could probably make a bomb. He knows all. He knows a lot about this stuff already. Like, he knows that yeah. old dynamite has nitroglycerin and jipping out of it. Yeah. Well, he's just a human piece of shit. Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, John? Yeah. We had a betrayal. We did. Yes. Uh, Nate, crazy Nadine went and brought a bomb and left it into in the closet in the house. Where they were having the committee meeting. And they blowed up the committee meeting at exactly 9.15. Yep. Poor Nick Andros. And Nick Andros, beautiful, perfect Rob Lowe, was the one who actually found the bomb and did not hear the announcement by Harold being a super douche, like, I, Harold, do this on my own volition. Yeah, but it's better that no one got to hear it. Yeah, because what a... He just wants... Ugh. I just really... I hope that he gets killed by the demon man for boning his wife. Well, he didn't bone his wife. He did everything but. Yeah. And he's also so rude to her. He Which, is. I mean, I just kind of feel like this should be a good notice to Nadine... That Randall Flagg's probably not going to be a good partner. <laughs> Look who she's he's making he's, her hook up with. He's like the literal devil. I know, but like she thinks he's like, oh, my devil man, blah, blah, blah. And it's a well, lady. In, in South Park world, Satan was a pretty good partner. Yeah, but he Saddam always had the worst people. Except for that last, you know, what was it, Greg or something like that? Uh, yeah. Just some random Satan. Let's have... <laughs> Let's have Saddam Hussein over for dinner. Yeah. But I digress. This was... Okay, so we we have watched the entire rest of it. We've gone a lot quicker in this episode than we had before. The nice thing about the betrayal, this part three, is that when the betrayal happens, there's a nice little hand, a handy thing that says the betrayal at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's like, pay attention. This is the betrayal. Uh, even though everyone kind of saw it coming from a million miles away. Yeah. A million bazillion miles away because everybody's the worst and blah, blah, blah. So a betrayal happened. How upsetting. What do you think of the episode? It was a good episode. 
It was really good. So basically, a bunch of people got blown up. Most of the committee and their friends are dead. There was, like, a bunch of people outside the house having, um, having, like, uh, like a party and stuff like that. So they, uh, like, 20 people got injured and a bunch of people died. Poor yep. Nick Andros died. And now the rest of the committee is on foot. Yeah, so the rest of the... So Mother Abigail, who had absconded into the wilderness in a white nightgown, shows back up looking pretty worse for wear in yeah. a dirty nightgown. And she tells everyone to get out the house, and they do. Nick Andrus, of course, goes to the bomb. Well, actually, the voice of Nick Andros said, it's in the closet. Oh. That's why he ran right to the closet. Do you think it was the bad guy? No, it was, it was her, Abigail right? saying it's in the closet, it's in the closet. As if that would help. Anyway, so, so basically she could have been like, Nick, get out of here. Yeah, but for some reason it was his destiny. It was his... To get blown up right there. Poor, perfect Nick. Yeah, maybe that's what they needed to spur them on to To, like, avenge. lose... Yeah, and so now we've got four men and, and a woman plus Lucy. Uh, so, Franny has to stay behind. She's super pregnant. She yeah. can't go. Uh, the baby's doing, what, December? And it's September January. now? January. The baby's doing January and it's not September. Uh, they've gone off to do the stand, which I thought the stand was supposed to happen in town. But how nice is it that it's uh, not the death of a woman to spur on the heroes? I know. It's poor, the death of a man. A poor, perfect Because isn't that the trope in most movies is the man gets called to action because his woman was hurt? Yes. This is their friend Nick Andros was there, hurt. Yes. Or killed. That's something that I saw in the Avengers movie. And I was watching it, and this was before all the stuff came out about Josh Whedon being so bad or whatever. But, like, I was watching it, and I was waiting for him to kill a female character that was beloved. And I kept thinking in the Avengers movie, like, well, they don't have a lot of ladies here. And one thing that I was really noticing when I saw the Avengers is, like, well, poor... Well, Josh Whedon didn't have a lot of women to actually... He likes women on screen, but there's no... There's, like, one Avenger that's a lady, so he's kind of... Brings one woman character up more, plus Black Widow has as much, almost as much screen time as the Iron Man, because she's in almost every scene, because she's the one that's bringing all these other guys to action, so I keep watching, I'm like, who are they going to use to be the call to action? It was Agent Carter, (laughs) because they blew him up, because he's like, I have, I have baseball cards of you. You know, that wasn't Agent Carter. That was, what was his name? Agent Carter is the one that was dating Captain The lady, not Agent Carter, Agent Nolson. Yeah. Molson? Something like that. He's Colson. Colson, yes. Agent Colson. He takes on um he takes over the Agents of Shield. Yes, but on. he was fine all along, but they but but he uh He wasn't fine all along. Well, they made it seem like he was fine all along. He is not fine all along. Did he actually get blown up? Is he a clone? No. You have to watch Agents of Shield again. I'm not. It. Oh my god, cuz I really should watch it cuz it's actually really good. I really want to go see Black Widow this weekend, but you haven't seen you know. You haven't caught up to your... John's watching all the Marvel Cinematic Universe in order. Yeah. And you know what the best ones were, though? What? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV series. Yeah. And Daredevil on Netflix. I just couldn't get as much into a law drama. They were the best. Jessica Jones was awesome. Jessica Jones is up there, too. But, like, those... Well, and... Thor Ragnarok is pretty great. Thor Ragnarok was pretty good. First Guardians of the Galaxy. The first Avengers movie... Yep. I would say my top three are the first Avengers movie, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. and then Daredevil. So the okay. top three Marvel things of it. 
I really absolutely love Wonder Woman. Not oh. Wonder Woman. Um, what's her face? The one that's not Wonder Woman. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. That was pretty good too. I love that movie so much. I do want to see the second Wonder Woman There's movie. Surprisingly good ones though, like Ant Man. The Ant-Man. Yeah, and I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp I yet. I haven't yet either. No, we do have a horror movie podcast. I, for, I just remember yeah. that we're <laughs> recording right now. <laughs> so, so the stand, the part three, the betrayal. Uh, Harold is basically, once he got his nut off, has just like been a total dick. What a surprise. Yeah, he is, well, he is a douche. Yes, absolutely. Never trust someone like Harold. It's not that it's like, I'm a good guy. You're not a nice guy, Harold. No, he's a butthole. And Nadine is just bucket of crazy. Yeah, well, she's just doing all this for Randall Flag anyway. I know, but it's kind of sad because she has, it's like, she's being treated by sh- like shit by Harold. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that he's going to, like, when, I just, I need Randall Flag to snap his neck or something or make him feel how like would, a little piece of shit. How would you love this if, like, everybody died but Harold? You like better not. Wins. You better not be fucking. <laughs> you better not be messing with me right now. If that, if you made me read this and then watch this, and then Harold wins, and Harold wins, we're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna go to Maine, and he has a hair. On I'm the gonna go have a conversation. It's gonna end up with just Harold and a Harold, a harem of a women. A Haroldum. Yep. He's gonna rename it because he can do whatever he wants. Because yeah. he's gonna be in charge. He's gonna be in charge. He should have been on the committee. <laughs> Yeah, that's the last words of the book. Yeah. I should have been on the committee. Yeah, like, oh, those jock types, I even miss them. Fuck you, Harold. (laughs) God, he sucks. So next time, we are going to be, for next week, rather, next next week's episode, we're going to try to record it not on Tuesday night, on Monday night. So then we can have Brewer's Brews, too. I have a little bruise, bruise. Oh, you? Oh, that's right. We're at a certain time of the month, which means that, uh, that I have to have stouts. And so I'm drinking... Oh, you had a Guinness, right, earlier? No, I drank them all. I know, but you had one earlier today, right? No, I had them oh. yesterday. I just had one drink today. I had the original milkshake stout. Yeah, Rochester Mills. From Rochester Mills. I think you were drinking one of these the other day. Ale was... bre- milk stout, ale brewed with milk sugars and cocoa nibs. It's not a Guinness. It's very tasty. And I know that they probably are like... It's probably better technically or whatever, but I like a Guinness for what ails me particularly right now. Yeah. But this was very tasty, and I liked it very much, and I would not turn another down. But I'm on Weight Watchers, so I have only a finite amount of points, and I used them all up on this Guinness, on this non-Guinness Guinness. Um, but that was my little Brewers Brews. Very tasty. Gross's Corner. Wow, that we already talked about that. That's... We did. Mother Abigail looked pretty gross, but there's nothing that could possibly be grosser than you look juicy. But no. I would rather, like... All of Dead Alive was less gross oh, than God. Harold saying. The thing is, like, you look juicy. in my mind, I'm seeing Dead Alive, but and like, I'm seeing it, but then I'm feeling Harold sticking out his gross finger, saying, uh, "You look juicy" to her. Yeah, I'd rather. And her face. Oh. Walk through a room of zombies with a lawnmower upside down. Yes. Oh my God. That is. That's just, less gross than. This is just. Uh, well, I'm hoping in the next episode. Because it seems like their main goal was to like do this stupid thing, and hopefully now they're gonna go and he's gonna get killed by Randall Flag, mm. and then Randall Flag, and there's gonna—I mean, there's one more episode. Yeah. Do you think it's the same amount of time as the yeah, others? Yeah, they're all hour and a half. Okay, this one felt like it went really quickly. No, we did. Our podcast is gonna be a lot shorter too because we're just both like, whoa, 
Yeah. This well, is really have, intense. Well, we have to get through this because I got to get ready for work in like an hour. I know, and I have to. I'm going to be editing this podcast, and it should be <laughs> up on time. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Because that's only like uh, six hours away. Yeah, I mean, it says I'm not going to do much of an edit. There's only a few parts I probably okay. need to edit out. Not this part. This part's no. staying in. You didn't say anything awful this week, so you don't have to do much editing. Oh my god, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I take stuff out that you say. I know. I was kidding. That was a joke. One of the things that I do edit now, let's get, tell them how the sausage gets made. I edit out our pauses. You like I, this one? <laughs> I think that we have, when the way we talk naturally between each other sometimes is there's longer pauses. Uh, or it's really fast. I don't know. I guess I don't pay attention to cadence. Well, you would if you edited the podcast. I would, but I don't. Oh, <laughs> we should make you do it. I still have so much grading to do. If I edited the podcast to be like 80% me, then. Just, <laughs> wait, is that what you're trying to imply that I no, cut that? Was a, that was a joke, too. I can't oh make my jokes. God. I'm going to cut out this joke. Jokes and jokes and jokes. Jokes and jokes and jokes. If I could marry you again, I would say, all oh, for you. Oh. i die for you. And I'm going to wait. Like a few weeks until you forget about this, and then at some yeah. time when you're being really quiet, and you're like, You look so juicy. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Tom has successfully become a part of a road crew or an airplane yeah. crew, and he found a a special jet that's got a nu- like a nuclear, nuclear, nucle- nuclear, how do you pronounce it? Are you going to edit that out? Yeah. Nuclear. Nuclear bomb. But, and he also noticed one of the other spies there and they weren't supposed to know who yeah. were the fellow spies were yep so if they were captured or tortured yeah they would not have any information to give up unfortunately they both saw each other i don't think tom would give her up though because tom has his good excuse yeah i don't think tom would as well because i don't think he could That's like what I mean. even if he tried like i think it'd be hard for him as person with mental disability to like to share that well the crying of the dog is telling me it's time to go we're going to be recording episode four of the supernatural watch pod tomorrow and that'll be up on thursday so you guys have that to look forward to uh we did not do the uh the the beer taste the beer tasting we had to do that on the weekend and so we're going to actually do it probably this saturday we'll watch the last episode Part four, the stand, and we will have the beer tasting challenge of what were what was winning? I think the Bush Light, Bush, Bush regular, Bush regular, I'm Budweiser, Miller's Light or Miller's, Miller High Life, Miller High Life, and Old Milwaukee, and Old Milwaukee and Hams. Well, I put Hams and PBR Hams as PBR. defaults. Yeah, those are the ones we know. And then I was going to pick two more by poll, but Bush won with a hundred percent with minimal votes. <laughs> My sister-in-law Chucky has uh, given already. My sister-in-law Chucky has already uh, like responded. I think she was our first Instagram response, and it was first, yeah, one of the first, yeah. And so, and it's with what she and my other sister-in-law Elena and I are going to be doing a uh, a seltzer off, and we're going to have all these different seltzers, and we're going to set it up, and it's going to be really good. We'll have that for our podcast that we filmed down in georgia in a few weeks well we won't film it we will record it on that note stay scared and stay married goodbye
The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License. Thank you, Stefan.